Okay, Kelly, you have three questions for our... <laughs> you have... Okay, Kelly, you have three options for our question today. You're not okay. going to cut that out, are you? No. I didn't think so. <laughs> okay, here are our three questions coming at you from our favorite AI, ChatGPT, the nicest guy in all the land. Number one, if animals could talk, which species do you think would be most sarcastic? That's number one. Number two... <laughs> Would you rather fight one horse-sized duck or 100 duck-sized horses? And number three, if you're a vegetable, which one would you be and why? Which question do you want to answer? Okay, so the second question is actually something I ask my students at the beginning of every single year because I think it's the funniest question ever. So, Not because it gives you some like deep insight into who they are as people? No, I think it's just a funny question. <laughs> And you would be shocked at how many people say the horse-sized ducks. Really? Yeah. I mean, I'd rather be chased by the duck-sized horses because how adorable, right? <laughs> They're just like little mini horses. But then you know you'd lose the fight, you know, because yeah, you'd be so but, distracted yeah, by how cute they are. Horses are also really aggressive, though. I imagine they would still be strong and could trample you. And I don't know. Ducks are kind of cute. Yeah, but they've got those big mouths, you know? I just yeah. think they go, ah, 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 and eat That's you right true. up. That's true. I would love to choose the 100 duck-sized horses for this question, but being allergic to horses, I think having 100 of them, no matter their size, might be dangerous to me. Agreed. You know? Like, even if they're gentle horses, <laughs> it's still going to be bad for I, Mariah. I, I'm not going to die. I'm just going to suffer. Okay, the first question was which animal is the most sarcastic? Yeah, would be the most sarcastic? Could, yeah, if animals could talk, which species do you think would be the most sarcastic? Huskies. Say more. Are you calling our beloved trash dog Millie sarcastic? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> she's right, got she she's got so much attitude. <laughs> <laughs> that's Yeah, that's real. She like can't talk and she still talks back to us sometimes <laughs> <laughs> yeah she does oh what a cutie so you think huskies would be the most sarcastic yeah what do you think i feel like pigeons would be the kind of animal that would say really funny things all the time but they'd be too dumb to realize that they're saying funny things and you can't be sarcastic <laughs> and also dumb not not sarcastic on purpose <laughs> sarcasm requires a certain level of intelligence well, it's like it's like punniness. You have to be witty enough to like catch yeah. the things. Unless you're the mean kind of sarcastic. I feel like the mean kind of sarcastic anybody can do. It's just like being mean, you know? And yeah, like, like the like the good kind of sarcasm requires some level of like awareness. Yes. And then also the ability to like make it into a joke. Yeah, I feel like that would be seagulls. I don't like seagulls very much. I feel like they'd be really sarcastic and like in a biting kind of way. Yeah. I don't know why I'm so bird focused. I don't really like birds. I mean, I feel like cats are a pretty obvious answer to that, but that's why I didn't want to say it because I don't like cats. So I feel like cats would be the mean sarcastic. You know what? I feel like cats are too cunning to be the mean kind of sarcastic only. I think they have the capability to do that. I don't know. I, I really, I'm going to stand by my seagulls answer. They'd be sarcastic. I agree with that. Man, like the seagulls on all the tourist beaches, they're just like mocking all the tourists yeah. and then also stealing their food. Exactly. Yeah. Well, 
yeah, I'm just not surprised by any of it. Gosh, seagulls are bold animals. That's why I don't like them very much. They're just flying around my house. <laughs> I hate it. Pigeons and seagulls. That's the kind of birds I have around here. <sighs> you have geese. Geese are worse. No, I don't have any. I don't. I don't have any geese. That's not true. I'm sure that there are geese. I agree. Geese are worse, except for if they're a silly goose. <laughs> it's running from the law. <laughs> Silly geese are definitely separate from regular geese. You're so right. And the only way to truly tell the difference between a silly goose and a regular goose is like, is it wearing a fake mustache? Does it have a Hawaiian shirt on? <laughs> is it dancing and, and honking loudly to distract other people from their hiding place? Those are the telltale signs. Exactly. So if you are the one chasing them, you're never going to find them. But you just have to know in your heart that that is one silly goose right there. If it's, like, hissing at you, mm -hmm. that's not a silly not goose. Silly. That's a regular goose. Yeah. The boring kind of goose. That's scary. Yeah. The boring, scary goose. Did you... Okay, I know that we've talked about PBS Kids before, and you've watched some Arthur. Did you ever watch the Arthur episodes with the, like, goose video game that they all played and got obsessed with? I think so. I have not watched Arthur as recently as you have. Well, I know that. <laughs> you haven't watched it in the last 12 hours? Great. <laughs> no, I have not watched Arthur in the last 12 hours. I was a big Arthur fan back in the day. Watched probably every episode. Adored it. Though I think I know what you're talking about, but would not be able to like access a very specific reference of that. I just remember that there was like Sporty Goose, Silly Goose, Brainy Goose, and it was so funny because they all had to pick a goose to be, and Arthur ended up with, like, dumb goose. <laughs> they all got the ones that, like, represented who they were, and then Arthur was stuck what with, are like... you're so dumb! <laughs> I mean, DW would say that. Arthur the dumbass aardvark! <laughs> That's what they called him in high school. <laughs> <laughs> that is how you play Duck Duck Grey Duck. Uh <laughs> And for our listeners who are normal, what Kelly is referencing is the game Duck Duck Goose. But Duck Duck Gray Duck is better because you get to do adjectives. So it's not just goose. It's not just, what is it? Duck 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 Goose. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you play it. Yeah. In, I, Everywhere else except literally, from wherever yeah. you're from. You know the maps? It's the, it's the United States. And it's like everyone in this color is duck duck goose, and then it's just Minnesota, and <laughs> Minnesota is duck duck gray duck. But I do think duck duck gray duck is superior because instead of just boring old duck 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 goose, you give adjectives, and then it also throws each other off. So then you get to do silly duck, brainy duck, dumb duck, and it's fun because you get to like. Give, you, give people adjectives. When you're playing with your siblings, you can like, you know, razz them a little bit, you know? <laughs> and then you go around with the adjectives and then you do gray duck. And so it's like, a sh it's a shock. It's a surprise. You just never know. Yeah. I would argue that everyone I've ever known to play duck duck goose is still surprised by goose. Yeah, but did you get to call your friends names? <laughs> or colors? What I'm hearing is that Minnesota is not as nice as everyone says you all are. I mean, it doesn't have to be insults. We don't have to say dumb duck. <laughs> Stupid. 
stupid duck. duck. I'm pretty sure my brothers gave me things like dumb duck and stupid duck. <laughs> but with friends, it'd be like, okay, let's do a color round. And then you have to give everybody a color before you go to gray okay, duck. Okay, that's um, fun. Yeah, or see, it's fun. You get to use adjectives. Adjectives are fun. Okay. I- <laughs> more personal. It's a more personal game. Can you guys tell that she's an English teacher? <laughs> adjectives make things fun. Adjectives are the best part of speech, okay? I can't disagree with you. I can't disagree. I'm 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 on team adjective. I'm Kelly and I'm Mariah. And this is Peak Distraction, a podcast about everything. All right, folks. So uh, before we hit record, Mariah and I were talking about dogs, specifically getting dogs, dog breeding. Not that Kelly and I are like starting a business of animal husbandry or anything. We were just talking about like where you can find a a dog from from breeders or from adopting or not. Wait, (laughs) you always have to adopt a dog if you're a human being. You know what I mean? Like shelters, breeders, etc. Yeah. And then also kind of like standards that some breeders have too. Yeah. yeah. So to start, Mariah, do you want to fill the podcast in on on your thoughts? So much. Yeah. And how this this started. How this all came up. So for the past week, I have been obsessed with the idea of getting a greyhound and like a full-grown greyhound dog. I don't I don't think that I can handle the puppy stage. I also don't think that I can handle a super high-energy dog, which is why I want a greyhound. But I was telling Kelly that I was, like, taken aback because the, like, most legit places where you can adopt a greyhound dog is, like, one of the, like, greyhound whatevers of America. Like, like your charter's in the Twin Cities or it's in Madison or it's in whatever, LA. I don't know. I don't know where other states have their charters but what i do know is that they had like this long list of rules that you had to like sign off that you agreed to and at the very end it was like and if you break these rules we have the right to sue you sign it and i was like i don't know if i want a greyhound anymore if these really serious rules are gonna be demanded of me (laughs) i'm afraid of all of this (laughs) so anyhow that we were just we were discussing the fact that i really want a greyhound pup and I think you should do it. And I want to do it. I really then we can't have it. two trash dogs. Oh my gosh. Yeah, the trash. <gasps> what if we got dog sweatshirts or dog t-shirts like in Gilmore Girls with Paul Anka when he got a t-shirt for the soccer team? <gasps> should we get t-shirts for our dogs? <laughs> I feel like we ha- I have to get a dog so we can make this happen. And uh, I mean, we could get them bandanas too. That'd be so cute. All matching bandanas. <laughs> do they say trash dog, do you think? The they mm, they could say trash dog or they could say the trashiest dog. <laughs> That's even better. <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. And then there's just like a garbage can all over. <laughs> it's like a pattern of just like trash cans all over the place and then the text is in like a really pretty cursive and it says the trashiest dog so anyhow um our dogs will be wearing these whenever they come into existence i feel like that's an important i feel like that's something we need to just like make sure exists 
I think we will make sure that exists. Yes. <laughs> yes. But first, Amazing. you need to make sure that you have a greyhound in existence. So there was one on one of the adoption sites that I was looking at. And the dog's name was Jasper, which, like, I don't love that name for a dog. Twilight, anyone? <laughs> I was just about to say, I literally, I sent a screenshot of this dog to someone and I said, I'm in love with this dog. And also his name is already a Twilight reference. So, like, and then sent the, like, big teary-eyed emoji. <laughs> it's a sign. It's a sign. This is your dog. It felt like, well, it's already up for adoption for, like, someone else is already adopting it, which is making me feel pretty sad. Okay, are you going to change their name or are you going to keep their name? I think it would really depend. I can't think of any. You know, some people are like, I have all these cute dog name ideas. Like your dog is named Milwaukee. That's so cute. I don't know if I've ever explained that on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Hey, Kelly, will you tell us the story of how your dog ended up with the name Millie? Oh, yeah. Okay. So I turns out everybody's dog's dog is named Millie. I did not realize oh. it was such a popular name. As soon as we got Millie, I was like, oh, shit, there are tons of dogs named <laughs> Millie. And like, I know a ton of people that have dogs named Millie, not like close personal people. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I did not realize this was such a popular name. But Millie's name is not actually Millie. It is short for Milwaukee. Because I love it. Uh, that is where Jacob and I said, I love you for the first time. Oh. And so we named her Milwaukee. Because I thought Millie was cute, and then it's also meaningful. That's so sweet. So, yeah. I do really want to get a dog and name it either Franco or Rogan, because uh, Seth Rogan <laughs> like and James, James Franco. Franco yes. <laughs> That's, I was just going to ask. Literally, I will watch any movie with Seth Rogan and James Franco is probably on like my top 10 favorite movies. So I want to get a dog and I want to name it either Rogan or Franco. That's like a golden retriever name though. Like either of those yeah. would be for a golden. I couldn't use that on a husky. I think Franco you could, but that gives it like a, that gives it like a, hey, Franco kind of feeling. I think any dog that is named Franco just has to be kind of a derpy dog. Yeah. Maybe, honestly, I might need to name my dog that because have you ever seen a greyhound? They're pretty derpy. <laughs> they're the, derpy, the derpiest looking things. And I love that. They're That's all legs. One. They're all legs yeah. and they're so skinny. And they're long, long noses. <laughs> they're so funny. You have to oh. get one. You have to get one. It feels, it feels like the right thing to do. So what would be the criteria for changing the name or not changing the name? Um, I think that if I could think of a name that I really liked... Because, like, coming up with the ideas for how kids' names could work, I love that. Because I love a good solid first name, solid middle name, strong last name, bringing it all together situation. But, like, with dogs, it doesn't usually happen that way. And usually you have, like, a million nicknames. Like, we had a dog named Bella. And we called her Bella, Belly, Belly Button, Button, like, Bells. All the nicknames that you can come up with for a human, plus some, because she was a dog. And I just, I'm trying to come up with a good name that's, like, cute, short enough, and has potential for great nicknames. I I get that. I get that. Do you have any encouragements for me in uh, choosing my name or, like, what the name should be, maybe? I always think it's hilarious when dogs have human names, like Steve. <laughs> I, it's the dumbest thing in the world, but I always think that is so funny. There was a dog in our... Uh, old neighborhood that 
it was just the this tiny like 10 pound dog just the grumpiest dog in the world <laughs> would always come running down the driveway like yelling at us whenever we took <laughs> Millie on a walk and well. you could just hear the owners shouting its name and I can't remember its name for the life of me but it was just like a regular human man's name <laughs> and it was the funniest thing in the world every single day I just died of laughter because it's, like, it's so funny like, Steve shut up <laughs> Daniel, get back in the house. <laughs> Can you imagine if you were like talking to someone who didn't know you very well and you forgot that they didn't know that you had a dog with a human name? They're like, oh, can we meet up at whatever time for dinner? And you say, yeah, I just have to take Steve for a walk. Like, A, who the hell is Steve? And B, why are you taking him for a walk? <laughs> like, what's happening? I think you should pick a male human name. And then your criteria for dating from now on is that you only date men who have the same name as your dog. That's a great idea. And then what a great opener on a first date too, right? Like, oh my gosh, yeah. So I actually swiped right on you because your name is Jack and my dog's name is Jack. I, actually, I chose you because I live with a Daniel and I thought it would just make life easier. <laughs> Like Kirk, like Kirk with the cats, <laughs> with his cat. Cat Kirk. <laughs> okay, so new plan. You're just gonna name the greyhound Mariah. I love it. I love it. I think this is such a good plan. Or do I name it Kirk? Kirk. You have to name it Kirk. I feel like that's a really good vibe. Name it Kirk. If you get a greyhound and name it Kirk, you win. You just win. I don't know what you win, but you win. I'm going to put Kirk somewhere in the name. It might not be it might not be the dog's first name, but it might be one of its middle names. Name it Kirkland, and you can call it Costco for short. You can also call it Glizzy. Name it Glizzy. Ew. You're way too excited about that. I hate that. Why would you ever say that to me? Costco's got the best Glizzies. You know it. I don't know. I've never been inside of a Costco. (gasps) Okay, well, next time you're down here, I'm taking you because it is a magical, magical place. And glizzies are $1.50. I don't know if I can go with you if you're going to keep saying that word. I don't. I just don't know. I'll get you a cheap glizzy. I- <laughs> okay, deal. Um, Hey, speaking of Kirk, I don't know how much time you spend on TikTok, but recently I've been spending more time on TikTok than I should be, which is like what everyone says. <laughs> Zero time. I spend zero time on TikTok. Good for you. I'm a little jealous. I used to spend zero time on TikTok and then I downloaded the app. I actually have the app downloaded on my phone and I spend zero time. Oh, stop it. You have so much more self-control than I do. I really don't. I really don't. (laughs) You just haven't gotten a For You page that really sucks you in yet, huh? True. That is true. Every time it hasn't figured me out yet. So every time I go on it, I'm like, Mm -hmm. this isn't what I'm interested in. So. So, So TikTok knows me so well that it has brought me to the side where people are using chat GPT to write scenes from Gilmore Girls. (laughs) (laughs) And next time I see one, I'm sending it to you immediately because it is so funny. Like everything, it is literal scenes from the show just with different jokes and different like situations that happen. So they write dinner scenes and they are the exact like cadence and banter that you would get from a dinner scene. And like really funny jokes, but all jokes that weren't told on the show. It's hilarious. Okay, you have to send me one. Just make sure you text me the link. Otherwise, I will not see it on my inbo- in my inbox Deal. because I don't Deal. my TikTok DMs. You don't, don't check them? No. Because you're so famous, right? I go on Instagram every day and I have probably 30 unread DMs on Instagram. <laughs> 
And they're all from like people I know. I'm not yeah. like, it's not like, oh yeah, I have 30 unread DMs from <laughs> all, your these, fame. all these people in my DMs. No, it's literally friends that I just, I never check them. So that's true. That's true. And you know what? If that's your greatest weakness, you're doing pretty well, you know? Thank you. Yeah. I don't think that's my greatest weakness, but I- <laughs> it is a weakness. I appreciate you thinking that that is my greatest weakness. <laughs> can you imagine? Can you imagine if you're in a job interview and someone's like, all right, now tell us about your greatest weakness. And you're like, well, I get messages on Instagram from people who I love, but I don't look at them. I just, I work so hard that I don't have time to check my social media. I- <laughs> and the fans, they want me to come back, but I just can't. So. Gotta keep people interested. Leave them hanging on, you know? <laughs> Kelly, did you start the new season of Love is Blind? I was going to bring this up in like okay, good. two seconds. I'm so glad. <laughs> yes, I'm all caught up. There are new episodes out tomorrow. Oh. I'm currently all caught up. Are you all caught up? I'm all caught up except for the last like five minutes of the last episode from the last but most recent batch. Okay. I don't remember why, but I just like turned it off. And there wasn't there wasn't there, much yeah. different. Okay. So many things. <laughs> so many things. I cannot get over. I did see that they made public apologies. But the Mean Girl vibes were not it. Absolutely not it. it. Oh, they hurt. Everything about watching those scenes was painful. Yeah. I thought that they found more emotionally mature men than season three. 100%. So I thought that was a really big win for season four so far. That the men, in the pods at least, the Mm -hmm. men seem to be more emotionally mature. That is a really good caveat. I think that, I don't know, the women are all really solid except for Micah and Irina in those episodes. I was like, you guys are doing a, a bad a bad name, giving yeah. a bad name to women. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Women everywhere are suffering more because of the way yes. y'all just acted. Yes. I was just like, that's so, like, that's like seriously middle school behavior. Like, yes. That is how I was a middle school girl. And Mm -hmm. I taught middle school for a year, and that is how middle school girls treat each other. Yes. You make each other feel small and terrible about yourself. Yeah. No matter what you're experiencing, it is the butt of someone else's joke, and that's horrible. I was – yeah, same. I I was baffled. Like, where is the empathy? Like, you are literally laughing at someone who is crying because you are getting engaged to this person's person. Yeah, right? the person they're crying yeah. over. And you've all you've cried over another guy having feelings for another girl. Like, where is the empathy? Come on. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh. So I have been listening to podcasts actually about this. So did you know that the Natalie and Deep Tea have a podcast called Out of the Pods? There it's amazing. So they have it's they're doing an episode for every new batch of episodes. Kelly, it is incredible. I love <laughs> I just love listening to them talk about it. But I've listened to a couple of podcasts about Love is Blind this season and people have things to say. Like there are all these rumors going around that Micah and Paul, is she with Paul? Yeah. Yeah. That the two of them only said yes to each other to get screen time. That's like one of the biggest conspiracy theories right now. But like... I saw conspiracies about that with Kwame too because (gasps) apparently, did you see that Kwame has been on a different, like, expedited marriage show. Yes. But you know what I heard is that the casting company for both shows is the same. And so sometimes they'll say, hey, you're not a good fit for this show, but come try out for this one. How crazy is that? 
Interesting. People yeah. were going off on Twitter about that and were <laughs> like, Kwame absolutely is just doing this for the clout. Like, yes, he was like, oh, couldn't find one. Couldn't get screen time last time. I'm going to hop on Love is Blind and get some screen oh, time. Man. Well, and did you <laughs> did you hear about it? Um, oh, Zach, the song that he supposedly wrote. Yes! <laughs> he just changed the lyrics and they did get permission and he did give them credit, but yeah. the editors cut out the giving credit part, which can we just talk about how that song was the cringiest thing I've ever oh. heard. I, when we watched that, I looked over at Jacob and I was like, that's a no for me, dog. If, if, if anyone was proposing to me and started oh. singing a song that was like that and also terribly singing a song i'd be like eh, i think i'm gonna have to say i don't want to marry you I, anymore i actually now have the ick i didn't think i would get the ick for you but it, i did it just happened i just uh, it's not gonna work which speaking of the ick i thought that was one of the worst things i've ever seen or heard come out of anyone's mouth when irena goes on national television and says that zach is just giving her the major ick Dude, that like, this is, is oh. this is your fiance. And my question over and over when you see these things is mm-hmm. what show like what show did you think you were signing up for? <laughs> it is very clear who you are signing up for. So if you are someone that is not able to get past the physical aspect, which you know, I, I mean that's fair. Not everybody yeah. can do that, but like that's a fair thing. But then why are you on the show? Yes. Yes, because there exactly. are plenty of people who are willing to make it work. And also, mm-hmm. she was like, Zach gives me the ick. But then she is like, Paul is the hottest man on earth. That's another. I was very confused about that. Because, I mean, they're not twins, but they are like they're, very similar. So one of the podcasts I was listening to today had that exact same commentary. It was like, they kind of look like cousins. Yeah, like... <laughs> like if you told me they were related, I wouldn't be surprised. They're both like scrawny white guys with some facial hair. Well, Zach doesn't have any facial hair, but like with dark curly with hair. Dark curly hair. Same, I was like, I same. really don't get like, and she tried to explain a couple of different times, saying that she's way more attracted to Paul than to Zach. And I was like, honestly, I feel like they'd both fit into your type if Paul <laughs> is your type. However, I will say that. In most of the scenarios that I see Paul, it, like in the show, he is less awkward is not the right word because I don't think that Zach feels uncomfortable. He's just like a little bit less smooth sometimes, I think. Zach is just, he's kind of goofy. He's so goofy. I think it's adorable. Yeah, that's the only way to describe him. But I yes. just have so much appreciation for him because he fully understood what he was signing up for. Mm-hmm. You also have to give him credit. He is authentically himself all the time yes and we love someone who is self-aware enough to be authentic yes we love like it. is he kind of goofy yeah but <laughs> he's not denying it either yeah <laughs> he yes, knows exactly. that he's kind of goofy love it just love it yeah no i can't wait to see what happens my prediction is that the only couple that's going to get married and make it is tiffany and brett and if they don't Absolutely. get married i'm gonna eat a shoe because like if they can't make it work, who who could? You know? They're so and, cute. Okay, I know they always intentionally do this, but in the previews that they give for like the next batch of episodes, they make it seem like like they're gonna break up. Which oh, I feel like it's gonna go the opposite because they always do that in the trailers. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I really only think that Brad and Tiff are the ones that are gonna make it. And yeah. they're 
I think they're just like Lauren and what's his face from season one. Like it's Cameron. just like yeah, Lauren and Cameron yes. are the same way. Where it's just like you guys are genuinely just a really good match. Yes, I'm like definitely not perfect, but the issues that you guys mm-hmm. are having are like things that you can overcome and grow. Yes. And like you both are people who are going to choose to work through and grow through those differences. And that makes all the like that makes all the difference in any relationship is the ability to say, yeah, we're going to run into some problems. And also like, I love you too much to say, meh. Yeah, exactly. I also think it is not a coincidence that they are the most healthy couple and they're both like 35 and 36. Mm -hmm. I really do not think that that is a coincidence at all. Not to say that like younger people cannot make it work, but I think that a lot of the younger people on the show signed up and weren't fully aware of the sacrifices that they were going to have to make. Mm -hmm. Like one thing that I've also been saying watching is Kawami keeps on talking about how many sacrifices he's had to make and how he doesn't want to move from Portland to Seattle. Well, the show is in Seattle. And if you're willing to drive up from Portland for that to do the show, awesome. But you knew that you were signing up for a show where everybody lives in Seattle. So I think Mm -hmm. you complaining about not wanting to move to Seattle, I think that's on you. Like you knew what you were signing up for. And also, my dude, you work a remote job. She is a (laughs) speech pathologist with like relationships with clients and her clients are children where those relationships are really important. So uh, if anyone needs to be flexible, like that's on you. Yeah. I wonder how much of him acting like that is for screen time because he knows like Tiffany and Brett, they do not get that much screen time probably because they it seems like their relationship is pretty healthy. And the couples who always get the most screen time are the ones who have the most problems. And so I wonder if, like, part of that is about getting screen time. I think it is, which, I mean, there's nothing that producers can do about that. And I'm sure there's clearly some people that are in it for screen time, but I'm sure there are clearly some people that are in it. There are some people that are in it for screen time that are good at hiding that. Yeah. 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 That's so true. Yeah. Man, I just, that show is, I told a friend recently that I watch it and she was like, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm judging you a little bit. And I was like, I respect that. (laughs) It's like, it's okay if you can't understand the the fact that sometimes trash TV is all I can handle. I. She's like, I still love you. (laughs) We'll never say bad things about this show. I love this show so much. (laughs) Yeah. Love is Blind is like, honestly got me through the first set of covid quarantines personally like i watched that show oh yeah oh my gosh so i so good all of it so good it is phenomenal uh and i don't know it really is just like interesting to see Mm -hmm. and i and the thing is like i really do think that clearly there are couples that have worked from it obviously that it is fewer than the couples that have not worked from it but yeah. I don't think that's a flaw necessarily on the show. I think that's yeah. a flaw on the casting choices more so. Yeah. Or even just the fact that like people people are not going to always do the right thing or the perfect thing. And people aren't always going to match up the way that they think that they will. You know? Yeah. 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 Some relationships just don't work. Yeah. And that well, is and what it is. There are some like you only have 10 days in the pod. So yeah. obviously people have talked about like kids and things like that but like Kawami and Chelsea Chelsea wants kids right away mm-hmm. Kawami wants to wait three years and she's like well I'm 32 I don't want to wait three years to have kids yeah. because I'm already 32 yeah and, we're gonna start trying like, yeah and like because you're not gonna get pregnant right away more often than not so exactly. 
that's one of those things where clearly in the pods they talked about having kids and we're on the same page in the pods about having kids. Mm -hmm. But now in the real world, they clearly have different timelines, which was 10 days in the pods and they're not talking to each other the entire time. The timeline piece didn't come up. And like, that's a huge thing that you can't really compromise on. Yes. And how much of that do you think that people respond the way that they they want the other person or sorry, how often do you think that like person A responds the way that they think person B wants them to in the pods? Because like you don't have your looks to help you get to that next level with someone. And so you have to like do something and maybe it feels a little bit more like I have to grasp for what I want. And so I'll just sort of say yes to whatever. Yeah. I mean, that's I gotta could, happen. I mean, that's gotta happen. I feel like that's like kind of just a human thing to do. Yeah, almost like that's not even really like a manipulative thing. It's just like, oh no, I agree with you. It's, I think that's it's just, just a human thing. Yeah, like you really like this person, so you're like, yeah, I'll do anything. And in the pods, it, I, it's probably a lot easier to say like, yeah, I could make that work, or yeah, like mm-hmm. I could get on board with that. And then you get back into the real world and your real life. And you're and like, then, maybe I can't though. Oh, maybe I do enjoy my freedom. Maybe, maybe I would rather travel than have kids right now. Yeah. At least, at least you're finding out now. You know, like that's yeah, good. That's, that is that's true. Healthy. At least you're finding it out now. Mm-hmm. Man, mm-hmm. love is blind. What a, what yeah. a trip. But I do think I was actually shocked. I think Kawami is the person who changed the most from the pods to the outside because in yeah. the pods, I thought. Ko- Kawami was very like emotionally mature and I thought like him and Chelsea were a much better match than him and Micah because I thought that he was really emotionally mature and I thought that Micah was not very emotionally mature Mm -hmm. and then outside of the pods Kawami has been like the most emotionally immature guy by far oh my gosh for real though like the conversation with Micah that was crazy banging my head against the wall yes yes banging my head against the wall yeah yeah not cute. Not cute. I wonder if he is, like, owning that in life p- post the show. You know, like, I yeah. wonder if he's owning that that was a bad choice. Yeah, I or don't know. Or if he's, like, defending it. Because that, that says a lot about his character, in my opinion, is, like, is he owning up to it and saying, yeah, that was the, that was a, the wrong thing to do no matter how I was feeling about Chelsea or Micah in the moment? Or is he saying, yeah, no, I stand by that. I'm glad I did it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'd be curious to find out. Uh, Kwame, if you want to be on the podcast, we'll have you. <laughs> Gladly. Uh, <laughs> other than that, I think Micah is also someone that has surprised me outside of the pods. And I think it became really clear to me in episode eight that Micah is actually, I think, a pretty decent person. And I think mm. she can be very like fun and chill. I think she's really easily influenced by the people around her. Yeah, I did not like that interaction. No, Micah on her own is actually pretty awesome. Micah with Irina, mean girl energy. And also her friends in Seattle, like, also mean girls. And Kelly, if I ever brought a man into, like, like, to dinner with you and Jacob, and you looked at me, and or if you looked at him and you said the things to him that she said to him... I literally would be like, you need to shut your mouth right now, dude. Like, the podcast is over. We're not. This is this this is something that I don't know if we're going to get over. I mean, just for the record, I would never do that. <laughs> I know you wouldn't. I know you wouldn't, but also. But in this hypothetical situation, if I were to ever do something like that, I would support you ending the podcast <laughs> with me. Because 
I just have to say, I read an article that was talking about Paul's red flags on the show. And one mm-hmm. of them was how he reacted to Micah's friends and he didn't make an effort to get to know them. And I was like, were we watching the same show? Because I was a huge stan of Paul's reaction to that interaction. Yeah. Paul was yes. like, I don't care what you have to say. And Micah was like, you don't care what she has to say? And I was like, go Paul. No. Who is she to just be the judge of whoever Micah should date yeah. and who's a good person or not? And it was that was so hard also, to watch. And I was like, yes. Paul is my hero. so here's what i'll say i did not love when paul said i don't care what you think because it was like really strong defensive and it makes me uncomfortable uncomfortable when people are put in those situations where they feel like they have to say that but i just like watching that scene i feel like you and i watched it so much more similarly than the person who wrote that article did because i also was like what is wrong with those girls like don't 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 put him in a corner right now let him let him show you who he is they barely even let him speak i know it was so weird. No, like Micah that's why cut I, him off. Yeah. I was like, he's a scientist. He says a lot of words, and they were like, "Oh, a scientist, you're so fancy." And I was like, "Why are you? What? What?" <laughs> so bad. Yeah, they made like very rash judgments on him. But and I supported Paul's reaction because I think he had to be on the defense, and yeah. I think like Paul was like not gonna take that at all. Like he was like, like, yeah, no, you're not gonna, you're not gonna speak to me that way, and also. I don't care. Like, yeah. Yes. Well, and I think that that's like what it comes down to. I think that more than not liking how he responded is that I don't like how it made me feel because <laughs> it was like, ugh, I hate this whole interaction. All it of this very is uncomfortable. icky. Yeah. But I do not understand the read on that of like, you don't care what our friends think. You're not making an effort. What? They didn't let him yeah. get to know them. They didn't give and- him, a- they didn't give him a chance at all. And I know part of that is editing, right? But yeah. I, feel like even if that was raw footage like it was very clear how that conversation went and it was very clear that paul did not have a chance to get to know them even if he wanted to also those friends were smashed like anyone who says they were were sober so drunk (laughs) and can you can you imagine knowing that you are going to be on on netflix forever and ever and being that drunk for the one moment that you are going to be recorded like they're talking Stop. heads. I have never heard someone slur <laughs> so much. So I literally was like, "You're drunk, though." Which, like, like, okay, I get it. it's your birthday and whatever. I, but if I knew that Netflix was going to be coming, I feel like I'd I'd make sure I was like tastefully tipsy. Yeah, you know. Yes, because being tipsy completely different from being like. I just think that Paul is not good enough. I just can't. I literally was like, "This is all of it. All of it was so painful." And also, Micah did not stand up for him. No, I want to know. No. I want to know what she says now. Like, does she stand by the way that she acted, or is she like, "No, I should have stood up for him"? Because once again, that's going to say a lot about who what her character is in the previews for the next section. Mm-hmm. Like, the weddings are in the next chunk of episodes. And they give a preview of Paul and Micah's wedding. And they ask, like, Micah, do you take Paul to be your husband, whatever? Mm-hmm. And she says, I am, I would really like to give you the courtesy of answering first. What? And so she passes <laughs> it off to Paul. Yeah. And then it, like, pans to her friend who's just, like, glaring at both of them up there. Like, why did you even come to the wedding then? But, and, but like, so obviously that happens. I have no indication of whether Paul is going to say yeah. yes or no. But even that move, I just feel like Micah is someone who is, like, easily influenced and pretty insecure mm-hmm. and, like... Yeah. Which I don't think she should be. Like, I think... Agreed. 
she can make good decisions and stuff, but I do mm-hmm. think she's easily influenced by the people around her. And I which think is that such a bummer. All of her friends kind of suck, so which sucks because then she's influenced by people who don't have her best interest in mind. Yeah, I you know what? I have a number of friends who would after meeting someone be like you can do so much better than that and whose opinions I would take and like if you said that to me after meeting this person like after the dinner he's gone it's just you and me and you're like dude you can do better I would really appreciate that actually I would really respect that and I have a number of people in my life who I've put in place as safeties of like when you see red flags I'm gonna be blind to them because I will be probably in love and I need you to say something to me right but like to say, I don't know, just the that whole you situation. Get, you have to get to know a person before you can yes. get that decision. Like I get friends like knowing each other well enough to know whether someone is a. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, at the end of the day, if I if I think the person you're dating is not a good fit for you, like that's not up to me. You yeah. know, like I may think you could do better, but if mm-hmm. you really love this person, who am I to say anything? You know, yeah. that's really how I view it. Like, if there are red flags and I really think this is a bad person, like, mm -hmm. obviously that would be something that I would speak up about. Hey, kid, don't do that. But I honestly, even if there was someone that, like, a friend really liked Mm -hmm. or was in love with as in love is blind, I don't think I'd ever say, like, you can do so much better. Like, yeah, I would not say that. I would definitely bring up specific issues to someone. If I was like, I think this person can do better, but I can't really figure out why, I would take some time. I would reflect on it. I'd think about, hmm, I wonder yeah. why. I don't think that's a good person. And then I would bring it to this, the other person and say, hey, when boyfriend does X, Y, and Z, it makes me think that he means blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Can you, like, is there something else going on that I don't know about? Or is he, yeah. like, is that a red flag? And in That's a, a conversation. <laughs> and in the situation of Micah and Paul and Micah's friend, I think the friend should then reflect and be like, oh, well, I didn't even give him a chance to respond, let alone yeah. show me his true personality. So that's on me. I'm yes. sorry, Micah. I'll get to know him to- before I tell you. Yeah. And Micah didn't even like try to stop them or help either party at all. Like, no, she was not. She was not. She was like in tears practically and was yeah. like you could tell was like starting to question everything with Paul after uh-huh. that. I was like that is so shitty because I know I know that that friend knows exactly how much power she has over Micah. Yeah. I know she knows exactly how much power. Mm-hmm. And granted she's like very very drunk, but I think she'd do the same thing sober. And yeah. I think that is horrible to do that to your friend. I wonder if Micah ended up being one of the mean girls in the pods because she knows how to be friends with mean girls. I bet. That makes me so sad. I was very proud of Micah for standing up to Irina, though, at the restaurant. Yeah. And we did yeah. hear a little bit more from her about how that conversation went. I was really happy that she – I they didn't show it on camera, but I was really happy that she mentioned, if 30 people feel this way about you, there's <laughs> probably an issue. Literally, Yes. Yes. There's probably something that you should work on. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's the whole show is just like, I don't know. And I I wonder, like, I know that a lot of it is created and a lot of it is like produced to look certain ways. And I wonder how much of it is just actually realistic. Like, I won't say real because it is reality TV, but like how much of it is more realistic? You know? Yeah, I mean, definitely conversations are, like, cut and rearranged. Mm -hmm. I feel like you can't – well, I was going to say you can't change the tone of a conversation, 
mm-hmm. which like you can change the tone of a conversation through editing, but like yeah. ultimately they're real people. It is reality TV and like you no matter how much you like cut and splice, you can't change the emotions that these people are like clearly feeling yeah. or experiencing. The reason that I question it so much is because Deep D and I think it was like kind of all of the women on last season were like Shake got a good edit. He and he was a jerk. Like we I think that all of all of everybody who's watched Love is Blind can agree that he was not a nice person. And they all said that he got a good edit. And he like that blows my mind. And I mean it I still know. wasn't a good edit. So. Yeah, exactly. Like it still wasn't great, but I wonder how bad it was if that yeah. was a good edit. You know but what I like, mean? Yeah, but see, even if even though that was a good edit, we were still able to see through that. And still yeah. get a glimpse into what his character was. But he was also the person who was literally saying to every single person he saw, I just don't think Deepti's attractive. Also, is he blind? She's beautiful. I know. <laughs> no. Oh, no, I get so it. No. But yeah. No, you. I mean, you do have to question that. Like how much of that is like coming through. And I know um, like last season, season three, that was a whole editing thing about like with Zinnab. Because editing kind of made her seem like a major bitch, and she kind of shared that like, I like the editing made it seem like I was doing that all the time, and I was not doing that all the time. They just chose to show all of the moments when I was yeah doing that instead of the moments when I wasn't doing that. Yeah, yeah. So like, there is a little bit about that, but like, regardless, that is still a part of her. You know. Yeah, yeah, I know. I I just always have to like make and myself like, take a step back and say, how much of this is actually real? Yeah. You know? For my yeah. for my own for my own sake, I have to be like, yeah. I do I do, I do trust Love is Blind a little bit more than like something like The Bachelor, which I feel like is like yeah. pretty scripted, whereas mm-hmm. like 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 Love is Blind like actually is more so like documentary style, I feel like. I do know that Nick and Vanessa Lachey act as like marriage counselors and like (laughs) and that's never on screen obviously but they like coach all the couples and the individuals which i'm like they're producers so like they definitely have some yeah influence hopefully these like some people like take that with a grain of salt but like i don't know i don't know oh wow wow i don't know either love is blind what a wild ride I feel like there's something else I had to say about this season so far. Is it about Marshall and Jackie? Yes, actually it was. <laughs> but more so, I mean, Marshall and Jackie, I don't know what the hell happened because they were great for a hot second and then it's just been terrible ever since. You know what? I never understood the like the way that they work together. I don't know if it makes sense, but I just never understood the vibe that they had together. No, I get what you're saying. I don't really either, which is also probably why they're like very clearly not working out right now but i just have to say in the last episode when they're at the brewery and they send in that other dude josh is that his name josh i think so that was another (laughs) irena situation where it was like if if 50 people in this room all have the same feelings about you there is very clearly something that you need to work on Uh uh-huh oh my god why is he talking that way one yeah literally who knows and did he talk that way the whole time is that who jackie was in love with yes one and then he goes up to flirt with her and jackie does kind of like shut him down but in the previews they go get a meal together 
But, like, also the fact that, like, she was even interested in him in the pods is another thing, like, is another, like, character issue. Like, if you are even an ounce attracted to that man, mm-hmm. it's not going to work between you and Marshall. Yes, exactly. Ex- yeah. Yep. Yes. Yeah. And the conversation and- between Josh and Marshall, that was TV gold. <laughs> and then Marshall's just like nodding his head, like whatever, just kind of playing along. And then he leaves. Marshall turns around. He's like, what the fuck? And I was like, that is the only appropriate reaction to that conversation. <laughs> like that is the only appropriate reaction. <laughs> I- <laughs> yeah, literally. I Yeah. Oh my gosh. I also wonder if Marshall, I don't know. It just, I. There, it feels like. Both he and Jackie have some stuff boiling under the surface. And I think that for the most part, they kept that off screen. Except for like Jackie having her like breakdown in Mexico, which didn't seem like it had anything to do with Marshall. You know, no, I mean? she has a lot of family issues going on, which I did read an article about that as well. Yeah. That her dad is her dad has cancer. And so she is essentially oh. taking care of him and footing the medical bills. So like she has oh, a lot of gosh. stuff going on. So, like, her emotions, like, make sense. Yeah. Yeah. All of... Pretty much the whole way that she's acting makes sense to me now. Yeah. So, Love is Blind never gave us any context for... Yeah. It was very clear that something was going on, mm-hmm. but they never gave us any context. Yeah. I wonder if she had asked them not to at that time. Because yeah. They, maybe they didn't know things about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, it just... Every time I see them get into some sort of like, like the big argument that they had where Marshall like moved out and she was packing up when he came back. I just was like, this is, neither of you is willing to listen. You're both way too angry about, I don't even know really what's going on. What was it that Marshall said to her? It was what she said to him. What? She said that he wanted, or she said that she wanted him to be more aggressive in the bedroom. And he took it as her saying, you need to be a man. And like questioning his manlyhood. And they had an argument about their sex life on TV. Well, I knew he started like clapping at her. And he was like, you said you wanted me to be more aggressive. Like, I'm more aggressive. But then he said something to her. He said, you're, I always viewed you as a project. Yes, that was it. And then. My man doubled down. He yeah. had the chance to fix it. And then he said, and then yeah. she said, did you just call me a project? And he was like, yes, I view you as a project. I was like, you're really going to, you're really about to double down on that statement. Also, really? There is no coming back from that. If someone called me a project, we'd be done. We'd be done. It would be over. No, thank no. you. Goodbye. Wait, okay. Nope. Nope. No. No. Your hot glue gun and glitter is not going <laughs> like, to fix. I do not need anyone to, I maybe need some healing and some fixing. Yeah. <laughs> need you to do it for me that's between me my therapist and the lord okay (laughs) (laughs) oh which okay you know i mean there are in defense of marshall like i was who knows the timeline of things like obviously cancer can come up very quickly Mm -hmm. so when jackie originally applied that may not have been a, a thing in her life yeah so who knows no clue if it was something that was currently going on like i'm all for like taking a step back, doing something for yourself, but like mm-hmm. to do something so emotionally taxing when your life is already very currently emotionally taxing, I don't think that's fair to Marshall either. No. You know? And I don't think it was clear in Mexico that Marshall didn't fully know what he was maybe signing up for. Mm-hmm. And I do think in defense of Marshall, maybe he did take it on him because he said that he viewed her as a project, but like it is not on anyone to 
it is not anyone else's responsibility to like heal you and make you whole. Yeah. Oh, 100% agreed. 100% agreed. That's not anyone's job but you, your therapist, and the Lord. <laughs> yeah. And I think that Marshall got put into a situation where that is kind of put on him. Mm. But how much of that? I don't. As, as a fixer, as a fixer, let me just say, we can totally change. <laughs> like, we don't have to be that way. We don't have to be the one saving people. Like, what I have found is that in growing and finding my own healing, I need so much less fixing other people like so much less of me needs to be like solving other people's big life problems am i here to help you solve problems in your day-to-day life hell yeah i am absolutely let me be on your freaking team but what's the difference between being on your team and supporting you and also taking on the act of like you are my project and now i will fix your problems you know yeah and see that's i feel like marshall was put in a situation where i don't think jackie is necessarily good about recognizing that this is her healing that needs to happen Mm. but then marshall i also think very clearly is a fixer and so that's where i think like it ends up being just very bad for both of them yeah yeah i agree i agree and she warned him she said that this was gonna happen and like self-fulfilling prophecy absolutely but also fair warning you know she did warn him Yeah, Yeah. you can believe in somebody as much as you want to that they can grow and be different, but unless they're going to grow and be different or want that even. Yeah. And I mean, granted, like, we didn't get that context in the show and that was, like, came out afterwards, but, like, that's an incredibly emotionally taxing situation that she's in. Like, yeah. And she's going right back into it. She just was out of it for a month and now she's Mm -hmm. going right back into it. Yeah. So off topic but something that i have thought about so many times how does anybody keep their job like do you think that people have just stored like i don't think that i will ever have a whole month of paid time off or a job that would say pto yeah be gone for a month do people our age have a whole month worth of pto you can do short-term leave too you may not get paid for a month but you can do short-term leave i guess i've never thought in that circumstance or that mindset yeah Mm. you can do short-term leave so there's still hope for me to go and apply I for next season? sent that to you. <laughs> I will say it wasn't as soon as I found out about it, but the next day, like, Mariah should go on this. There are a I- few people. I've been sending it to, like, every single person, but there are a few people in my life that I think should actually go on it, and you are one person that I think should actually go on it. Except they've never had a fat woman on the show who stays past the first round of dating. Well, change that. You know what? You're right. I should. I should go on and say, hey, I know that you don't like us, but maybe you should get over it and let me talk to people. Yes. And if they can't deal with the shape that my body is, that's their thing. Then you can go on and share all the secrets about Netflix sauce. (laughs) I think it would be so much fun to be on the show as a person who's like, yeah, if I find love, cool. But also, I would love to be there to just support those women who are on the show who are falling in love and being like, yeah, that sounds awful. Or like, man. You're going to be the friend that's pictured in the pod? That's like. (laughs) The friend that comes back to the events two years later and everyone's like, who's that? And it says like, Mariah, friend from the pods. And they're like, I never saw her face. And they're like, yeah, we know. (laughs) Except for the one time when she was crying in the workout room, the girl sitting next to her, that was Mariah. (laughs) I really, I really, I think you should, I think you'd be great on it. You should go on it. I think you're right. Thank you. You should go on it. Seriously. Okay, fine. I'll apply. I'll apply. What's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to say, no way. And then you don't have to figure out how to take a short-term leave. (laughs) 
I'm trying to imagine how that conversation would go with my supervisor. Like, so, uh, hey, I'm so gonna be on Love is Blind. I applied to be on Love is Blind, not as a joke. I actually would love to fall in love on this show. Wouldn't that be crazy too if I actually did end up being one of the couples? I've thought about that so many times. Anyhow, like, how would I tell people? Anyhow, <laughs> but can you imagine me calling my supervisor and being like, hey, here's the deal? Filming goes for this many months, and then I actually have to move to the Twin Cities. So they might fire me if I had to move. I don't know, because I don't know if that's within the range that I'm allowed to be. You have to be in a specific range? Yeah, for time oh. zone things. Yeah, and also, like, if my software or my computer crashes, I have to be close enough to, like, bring it all down. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyhow. Anyhow. Well... Those are all things you can tackle when you get accepted. <laughs> when they let me in, you're right. Exactly. When, not if. So Jacob and I were talking about applying together and gaming the system. <laughs> we were like, we were like, what if we what if we went on, pretended to not know each other, and then like fell in love on the pods and then <laughs> like gamed it so that we like got TV time, and then uh-huh. also we're like a successful couple on the show. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? You would have to delete all of your social media. Ever. No, I know that's why. Well, he doesn't really have any social media, so that's fine. So I would have to. I I just have to delete mine. That that's easy. Easy money. We'd also have easy to money entire episodes. Well, we could just cut out the stories with Jacob in them from this podcast. But Jacob's a very common name. That's so true. You know what? That's so true. Jacob put could be your dog. <laughs> She's gonna take Jacob for a walk. I'm sorry, I didn't mean it like that, but you know what I mean. While we were talking about giving dogs human names, ah, <laughs> I knew what you meant. I just gotta let you go through that em- emotion right there because I thought it was kind of funny. I knew exactly what you meant. I was not offended by that at all. We're <laughs> uh, <laughs> talking, so I could like delete all of my social media. Yeah. That'd be no issue. And then I was like, I don't know a single person who would. I mean, there probably is, right? But like, I don't know a single person who would like call us out for something like that. You know? No. If you can beat the system, I'd be interesting. I'd be interested in watching it happen. And then we were talking through. It was like in the pods. I'd be like, Oh my god, your name is Jacob. I had I had a long term boyfriend whose name was Jacob. And then <laughs> and then we were talking about like what would happen when you're talking about like where you used to live, like. Yeah, I used to live in, I'm not going to say the name of the town, but this very small town that's <laughs> literally 200 people. And then there is a very similar city in Michigan with the same name, and it is a lot larger. And so I was like, we'd have to, pre- we'd have to like not specify state and just, oh, you know, like go that way. I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think we could, I think we could get away with it. And it could be one of many, many cities because there's a lot of cities with that town's name. Yeah. And so as long as you like don't specify state or one uh-huh. of us goes in, pretends we're from Michigan. Oh, it sneaky. could work. It could work. It could work. Wow. Does Do people on Love is Blind get paid to be on Love is Blind? No, but you get hella clout. I, <laughs> unless you're just the friend sitting on the floor. That's true. Watching That's someone true. Else cry. Unless you're just friend from the pods and you didn't get the clout. <laughs> Uh, but like I mean, have you gotten the BetterHelp ads with Nancy in them? No, I haven't seen the ones with Nancy in them. Well, Nancy is like a BetterHelp partner on 
Love. Instagram. So I mean, I, like, I'm pretty sure you don't get paid. But the thing is, like, if you're one of the in one of the couples, you're gonna get brand partners and be able to make a living off of that. After Kelly, for the sake of the pod, I think that you and Jacob should go on. No, you should go on. I- <laughs> It would be so great to be on there and find love. Wouldn't it be crazy? I just, now I'm thinking about it. Like, wouldn't that be funny to be like, yeah, I was I was on Love is Blind and I wasn't one of the couples who made it, but we did get married and we're in love. Because that happens. Did you know that? Yeah, there's a lot more couples that get engaged and they don't show them all. Bananas. I was mind blown when I found that out. It's the successful couples. The successful couples that do get married aren't on the show because they don't have the drama. <laughs> They choose one of the couples that's, like, most likely to get married to keep up the clout of, like, Love is Blind does create some marriages, unlike The Bachelor, which I think has, like, one successful marriage from it. Yeah, I mean, again, that one, like, that's why that's, like, an <laughs> untrustworthy dating show. Like, I definitely think people go, some people go into Love is Blind with the wrong intentions. I do think most people go in there with the right intentions, so. Yeah, I agree. It doesn't mean they're ready um, for it, but I think most go in there for the right intentions you're right you're right i uh, came close to applying for the circle right after i quit teaching you would be so (laughs) good on the circle i feel like i'd probably be more successful if i did it unmedicated yeah adhd gives us our fun personality except my whimsy i'd have all the whimsy in the world exactly you'd be killer because you could talk to yourself in an apartment and like make it entertaining (laughs) This is weird. This was on like this was on our last episode. This was on our book club episode where we talked about like the I watched the perfect match and the people from the circle that were on the perfect match were the most entertaining to watch. That's because you have to have a certain level of personality and intelligence yeah. that you don't have to on the other shows because the other shows like the power of editing, but like mm-hmm. you're in an apartment by yourself talking to yourself to a camera for like weeks. You have to have a certain level of personality in order to make that entertaining. Kelly, what does it say about me that the two reality shows I would be at all interested in going on, A, hide my identity for quite a long time, and B, I'm only, I'm essentially talking to myself. Like in Love is Blind, you are talking to someone on the other side of the wall, and in the circle, you are talking to other people virtually, but like, (laughs) I can't. Also, so here's the real question. On Love is Blind, do I tell people about the pod? When I when I get accepted and chosen, do I do I tell potential suitors about yes. the podcast? Mariah, you say it so often that the editors have to put it in at some point. <laughs> in the middle of a fight, I say, "Am I always knew you hated my podcast? Make a fight about the podcast." <laughs> you have so to like juicy. make the podcast a part of every single conversation, which will. <laughs> Probably guarantee that you don't find love, but it will ensure that the podcast gets noticed. So, Somebody yeah, so will hear about it in my podcast peak distraction peak in my <laughs> podcast in my podcast peak distraction podcast. We uh, actually talked about a very similar topic, and so I'll just kind of share with you some of my thoughts that I said on episode five of Peak Distraction Podcast. <laughs> You know, in the podcast that I do with my friend Kelly, um, we we start every episode with a question. And so I've got a lot of really odd questions. Um, to begin, I just really need to know uh, if you had to have hot dogs for legs or dachshund dogs, you know, wiener dogs for legs, which one would you choose and why? 
You want those wiener dogs or you want those glizzies? <laughs> I don't know why. I didn't even mean to open that door for you, but I did. <laughs> That's all on you. That's all I, on you. It is. It's all on my subconscious is really the truth. Hi, my name is Mariah. And just so you are aware, anything and everything that you say will end up on this podcast, on my podcast, <laughs> Peak Distraction Podcast. Have you ever heard of it? It's Peak Distraction Podcast. I'm a co-host. I- <laughs> <laughs> and editors have a fun time a hell of a fun time doing montages when people repeat oh. things so you yeah. repeat it enough they'll do a montage of you saying hi i'm a co-host of peak distraction podcast <laughs> i talk about this on peak distraction podcast can you can you can you imagine if instead of saying what my actual profession is when they asked like yeah what do you do for a living i'd say uh i'm a podcaster and yeah, I would say it with the same. Why not? I mean, you are. Is it your? True. Is it your? Uh, is My sole income. Yeah. Is no. it your sole income? Far from it. Very. <laughs> uh, honestly, I'd, I'd say if this if this was your sole income, you'd be negative dollars. Yeah. So <laughs> I would I would owe everybody so much money. <laughs> if people who are listening to the podcast, I might owe you money even. <laughs> So uh, if you want to support us, there is a link to uh, donate to us on Anchor. <laughs> is there actually? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I was laughing because I thought that was a lie. I didn't even know that existed. No, that, it exists. I have listener support turned on. You're welcome to make a monthly donation. You can make them as low as a dollar a month. Amazing. So if you want to give us $12 a year because you like our episodes, honestly, it would help support the pod. That is $6 more than I had yesterday. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Same I'm sorry. Here. Four because maybe we're, maybe we're splitting sixty forty. I don't know. We haven't talked about that. Well, honestly, I don't think either of us would make an income. I think it would go to pay for things that we need desperately for the podcast. Um, no, I'm owed that four dollars, Kelly, for my personal bank account. It's fine. I'll take the six dollars. <laughs> okay, you will pocket four dollars, and the other six dollars will go towards necessary tools and supplies that the podcast needs all right mariah be selfish that way mariah gets 40 percent. the podcast gets 60 percent. kelly zero um also we're bad at math because four and six do not equal 12 is what i just realized oh my god <laughs> so you know how we say we're always scientists well we're mathematicians also in case you did not know in case you missed it in all of our previous episodes, um, Kelly and I actually are both like world-renowned mathematician scientists. <laughs> We're just big math and science people. We're I, just some what? big just... STEM girls, you know? Yeah. I, yeah, exactly. I've always been an engineer at heart. <laughs> in all seriousness, all power to STEM women. You rock. Yeah, retweet. <laughs> um, but that is a huge joke that Mariah and I are STEM women because we're a thousand percent not. We're very far from it. I could never, I could never, ever, ever be a STEM person. <laughs> Every time I talk to someone who's in a STEM major, I'm like, man, good for you. I couldn't. Even if I, even if I did it with my whole heart, I'd fail. It'd be bad. I'm 27 years old and I still have to count using my fingers. <laughs> The number of times that I told middle schoolers that when I was teaching, like, you know what? Take a deep breath. I'm 26 and I count with my fingers. You're going to be fine. You'll survive. (laughs) Or I would say things like, you know what? I'm 25 and I still don't know my left from my right. And they'd be like, it's easy. And I would go, no, don't even try to explain to me why it's so easy. It's not. (laughs) I had a high schooler one time. I went off on a tangent about how time zones confuse me. 
And he, like, explained it. And I was like, no, I mean, like, I get that. Like, I know that's how time zones work, but, like, I don't understand it. Like, it's not – like, I do get that. I He was like, it just has to do with, like, the sun rising and, like, the the amount of sunlight. I'm like, I get that. I do. I literally understand. I do understand that. But what I'm telling you is that it doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand it. Yeah, it doesn't – I don't get why it has to be that way, and it's hard for me to remember which time zones are which. I drove to Denver for Thanksgiving this year. I don't know if I've said that before on the pod, but as I was driving to Denver, I like saw what time I was getting in on my GPS. And then I was like, I, I don't know if I'm an hour earlier or an hour later. And I don't even know what the difference is anymore. I literally called my sister while I was driving and I was like, Hey, what time is it in, in Minnesota right now? And she was like, what? I was like, just what time is it? And she goes, it's nine o'clock. And I was like, so I haven't hit the time zone change yet. <laughs> and she's like, why are you asking me that? And I was like, cause you can't Google it. Well, I'm I... driving. <laughs> <laughs> the, pretty much the same thing, not the same thing, but a very similar thing happened to me. I flew to Colorado in January for a wedding and it said that I was going to arrive at 11 PM. Mm-hmm. And then I landed and I was like, hmm, that's a three hour flight. I thought the flight was only like two hours. And then I landed and it was only 10 p.m. And I was like, damn, my flight was super early. <laughs> and then I realized that Southwest doesn't calculate the time change for you. Like what? I left on Minnesota time and it said what time I was going to arrive according mm-hmm. to like Minnesota time. It didn't That's like, so weird. which I thought it usually did compute it, but it did not for some reason. And then I landed an hour earlier and I was like, well, I'm, that's good for me. I'm glad that that happened <laughs> I because I have a, hour. I get an extra hour. Yeah. It didn't matter. It was 10 PM at night. So the extra hour really didn't matter much, but extra hour of sleep that I did not use for sleep. So of course not. Yeah. I love being like, oh my gosh, I can get an extra hour of sleep. <laughs> that is never going to be the case. The other night, I literally, Kelly, this is so off topic, but it's in the same vein of getting an extra hour of sleep. I set my alarm for my like regular wake up time. And I realized that if I went to bed at the time I was like getting into bed, I would wake up way too early. And like, it would just be a gross wake up time to wake up at my normal time. So I stayed up an extra half hour instead of waking up and half an hour earlier. That's toxic. I am toxic to myself. That's the problem. Why don't you just go to bed and then sleep an extra half an hour? I, for some reason, couldn't believe that my body would be capable of sleeping for that long, which is so dumb. That's not true. My body can always sleep longer. What's wrong with me? You know? <laughs> that is a question I cannot answer for you. Well. Mariah. <laughs> I don't I view you, you as a project. I'm not a fixer. Oh, my gosh. I can't tell you how, fe- how loved I feel by not being viewed as a project. Thank you. <laughs> that I'm was so really difficult. I know why Marshall had an issue (laughs) not saying that a second time. (laughs) It's really hard to say that you you don't view someone as a project. Just super difficult. I almost had to tell you two times that I view you as a project. Just to to like overcome the one time that you said that you didn't see me as a project. (laughs) That that makes sense. I get it. Yeah. I get it. I respect that. Yeah. That's why I chose you as a co-host. I just view you. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine <laughs> the, 
the two hours that we spend together every week recording and just like having banter and whatever before and after we record, it's actually because I view you as a project and I wanted to just like fix your life. Every night I log off and I'm like, Kelly, you did some good work tonight. <laughs> you, one more coat of paint and she's ready to go. <laughs> I think she's ready to leave the nest. <laughs> Just so now, listeners, um, if the podcast ever ends, you'll just know that Kelly has found peace with where I am at and the project is done. Mariah is whole. And so our podcast is ending. (laughs) We don't need any more episodes. She can go off and do whatever she needs to. New coat of paint. I'm trying to think of other analogies for projects. She's done. She's she's stick a fork in her. She's done. <laughs> I used to say that at work. People would ask me how I am, and I'd say, "Stick a fork in me. I'm done." <laughs> so that was. I like that you can use that in like multiple contexts. And me too. Yeah. Me too. It's yeah. really. Um, it's got. A, it's, yeah, that's the word I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> was it not? No, it was. It was. Did I say that sarcastically? Yeah. I'm so sorry. I was working really hard not to say the word in my head that was the wrong word and would make me sound like an idiot. And that was today's lesson. <laughs> know when you're being sarcastic. You are one step closer to being whole. Thank you so much. I'm a little bit less of a trash dog and a little bit more of a buckaroo today. For some reason, that just reminded me of the progressive commercials, right? <laughs> the the ones where, like, you don't have to be your parents or whatever. Like, the new homeowners. <laughs> <laughs> I actually laugh out loud at those commercials. I do not mind getting ads when I get the progressive, like, don't be like your parents commercials. They're so funny. They're so funny. I don't know why they're so entertaining, but they're so good. They're very funny. Oh my gosh, I love that. The most recent hey. one is someone like using all-purpose spray and like scrubbing down his like <laughs> trash bins outside. He's like, "You don't need to do that." And he's like, "I need to cut these shrubs; they're way overgrown." And he's like, "No one's looking at your shrubs." <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, that's really funny. <laughs> hey Kelly, yeah, I have to go to the store tonight before it closes. So can we do the Stars Hollow Gazette? <laughs> yeah, it's time, ladies and gents. I'm sorry. It is. I feel like time. I'm killing it at a fun time. Um, do you have anything or would you like me to start? Uh I can start. I do actually have something today. <gasps> oh my gosh, that's so I exciting. Told you that I'm reading a book and I'm sad we did not <sighs> choose it for the pod mm-hmm. book club. Um, But I do want to talk about it because it's incredible. I'm 50% of the way through it. But it is called Killers of a Certain Age. And it is about a bunch of, like, 60-year-old women who are retiring from being lifelong assassins. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. It is so good. It's, like, a little bit witty, but also just, like, funny because you're reading it and then you, like, have to remind yourself, like... These are 60-year-old women. And so they're, like, retiring from being lifelong assassins. And then they find out that the uh, organization that they were assassins for Mm -hmm. is trying to kill all of them off now. (gasps) So they're now trying to, like, run away together and, like, survive (laughs) because people are trying to kill them. And so they're, like, constantly running. And they're like, oh, I hope my knee doesn't give out. (laughs) It's great. Um, One thing about me is I love, love older women fiction and like the like older woman rom-coms 
mm-hmm. are my absolute favorite. Anything with Diane Keaton in it is probably a favorite movie of mine. There is a movie that came out about five years ago. It's called Book Club, and it is mm-hmm. an older woman fictional movie. And I somehow got Jacob to see it in theaters with me. I don't know how. Amazing. He must have really liked me. <laughs> um, and there's a second one coming out this summer, and I already told them, I was like, we're going to see it in theaters, so... <laughs> should we watch it can i come with you can i third wheel and then we can talk about it on the pod it's so good i love it so it is like it's a thriller it's like a little bit funny and it is just four six-year-old women retiring and still trying to do assassin things so it's really funny it's really entertaining (laughs) that's amazing yeah i think you'd really like it say the name of it again it's called killers of a certain age i'm gonna see if i can get it as an audiobook and then I'll listen to it and we can talk about it. Okay. I love that. I'm so glad that you are enjoying the books that you're reading. That brings my heart a lot of joy. Yeah. I feel like this is – I feel like I've been reading a lot of good books this year. And last year, I don't feel like I liked a lot of the books that I read. So it's yeah. been really refreshing to, like, pick up a book that I'm, like, I'm genuinely really, really enjoying this. So I love that for you. Yeah. Oh, that's such great news. It's a great feeling. That is okay. such great news. What's your news? Um, my news is that I've been getting a nice little hit of dopamine every afternoon. And the way that I've been doing that is that I make myself a water. And for those of you on, on water talk, you know what I'm talking about. You know, those little like juice packets, (laughs) you know, those, do you know what I'm talking about, Kelly? Like single water bottle juice packets. Yeah. So it's that. And then like a flavored syrup that people normally put in their coffees. I know it sounds gross, but hear me out. I only have vanilla flavored syrup. You are looking at me like I am bananas. I am just following a trend, Kelly. So you do like a juice packet with however much water you want, right? Depending on how strong you like yours. I don't like mine very strong. It's just too much for me sometimes. And then just a little splash of vanilla syrup. I can't. It's so good. And then if you do lime juice and vanilla syrup, it's like a little key lime party going on. Do you not like delicious things? I wish you all could see the level of disgust that Kelly has in her eyes right now. I <laughs> I, just, I, you're like, I don't like to put too much juice in. It's a little too much sometimes. Like, I like my water to taste a little bit more like water sometimes. <laughs> so. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's a whole thing on TikTok. The first one that I saw was this guy who had a big bucket. Like, I think it was probably at least two feet by two feet by two feet deep of just all these little drink packets. And he was like, I'm going to pick one. And like closed his eyes and picked one. And he got a fun flavored juice or whatever. And then he did the same thing with all of his syrups and chose one. And it could have been disgusting. It could have been a terrible combination like hazelnut and lemonade. But it wasn't. It was like acai, blueberry, and pomegranate or something. Delicious. That sounds amazing. So anyhow, it's a whole side of TikTok. There are people who that is like strictly the videos that they make and they call it water talk. And I'm one of them. It brings me so much joy to have a fruity little drink because I can't shoot whiskey. You know, I, I am glad that it's I'm glad <laughs> that it's bringing you joy. <laughs> also, for our listeners, I'd like to clarify, I can shoot whiskey, just not at work. So I drink a fruity little drink instead. Yes. Just so we're all clear. I am glad that it is bringing you joy. <laughs> I am sorry that I am making faces about the thing that is bringing me joy. Next, when you're here, I'm going to make you one. I'm going to make okay, you one. And, I, you're gonna t- and if you hate it, try that's it. fine. I will try it. I will try it. Thank you. You're amazing. I will try it. See? 
I'm open to it. This is, is it I am just someone. <laughs> no, I'm just someone that like like even like like Mio and stuff like that. I'm like, mm-hmm. what's wrong with just regular water? It's not as delicious. Yeah, regular water hits so good though. Oh, I agree with you. I love a good glass of regular water. I love regular water for my Nalgene. I even love water so much that I don't mind when it's room temperature in my Nalgene. Good. Okay. So this has nothing against water. This is like oh, wanting no. something flavorful. Yes. This is like severely fun- less judgment. Thank you. Yeah. No, no, no. It's just don't, for fun. Yeah. I'm glad you're enjoying it then. <laughs> This isn't like my lifestyle, Kelly. This is in the afternoons when I need to get myself through the last four hours of my day. Okay. I'm glad that and you I- found this in and I'm glad it's a dopamine hit. There are certain Thank people you. in my life that will not drink water unless it has Mio in it. And that is, that's where I'm coming from, where I'm like, what <laughs> happened to just drinking regular water? I feel like those people maybe just didn't drink enough water from the hose as a child. I feel like that is where my love for drinking water came from. I loved on a hot day when the water gets really cold and you have no control over the temperature except for it being super cold. I was the oldest <laughs> drinker back in my day. <laughs> That's going to be my first question on Love is Blind. You know those introduction questions? <laughs> I'm going to say, did you drink from a hose or not? Because <laughs> if not, I don't know if we can make this work. <laughs> I just don't think that you have an immune system that's compatible with mine. <laughs> <laughs> I want babies with a hearty immune system. <laughs> Literally. Then I'm going to ask them to see a dental record because my teeth are weak. I need to marry someone with strong teeth. <laughs> How would you describe the strength of your bones? How, <laughs> How would you describe your oral health? How many cavities have you had and how many of those are because you're just not good at brushing and how many of those are because your teeth are weak? The only ones I've ever had are because my teeth are weak. So See, that's a good question. That is a good question because there are people who take really good care of their mouth and still have cavities every time they go to the dentist because they got weak mouths. My mouth is not that weak, but it's pretty, pretty weak. Yeah. Yeah. So anyhow, you know what? I'm going to start writing these down for when I, for when I get on Love is Blind. These are the important, you need to have this information before you walk out of the pods with someone. Okay. You're so right. You know what? I think... And if I don't make it, I'm going to text all the people who I met at the interview process and say, hey, if you made it, here's a list of questions that are going to make all the difference. These are really vital questions (laughs) that will potentially make or break your relationship outside of the pot. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Oral health. Did you drink out of the hose as a child? (laughs) (laughs) And would you rather fight a duck that's the size of a horse or a hundred horses that are the size of ducks? That's all I need to know about you. Very telling. It is very telling. If your answers are good enough, I'll say I love you and we'll get married. <laughs> the end. Do you count using your fingers? Do time zones make sense to you? Yeah. <laughs> are you a STEM person, would you say? Or like, were you an English major? <laughs> What's the last book you read? That actually would be a really good question to ask. Yeah, it would. Like, yeah, it would. That honestly should be on the real list, not the, not the joke list. You know what? You're right. And I would have to practice withholding judgment. I don't think that I actually do usually judge people for the last book that they've read. But I usually feel sad if they're like, the last time I read was when I was in school. I'm like, man, that makes me feel bummed for you. But you know what? If you if someone's like honest about that, mm-hmm. that's fair. But there are some people who will try and pretend that they've read a book recently. And then so that's a good tell. Like if you are not a reader and you own up mm-hmm. to that, awesome. Love it. If yeah, you are a true. reader and 
the book that you read last is something that is telling of your character, then great information. If you are very clearly not a reader and you're like making something up because you think I want to hear it, also information on your character. That's so true. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. I think that if someone said, I just don't read very much, I would mostly just be like, I feel, I feel sad that you don't get to walk into a bunch of different worlds. You know, that's what I love about reading. I just get to travel every day. I, (laughs) you are making me sound like an airhead. (laughs) Is this part of the project? (laughs) I love books because you get to always travel somewhere new with every page. (laughs) That's why I read. (laughs) I never feel like I'm stuck when I'm reading a book. (laughs) That is a big old lie. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Okay, Kelly. All right. We have to go. We do. Donate to our podcast. We want this to be our sole income. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just imagining, like, one person getting $12 and us announcing that we're quitting our jobs. <laughs> all right. We did it. We have listener support. We are all in. We are all in. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. We couldn't do it without you, listeners, truly. Ain't that the truth? <laughs> Honestly, because if you guys weren't listening, this would just be me and Kelly talking to each other for two hours. We'd do it anyways. <laughs> we would. That's true. We really would. But thank you for listening. Truly. Yeah. Um, uh, follow us on Spotify. Please do. And Apple Podcasts. I don't know if you can do that on Apple Podcasts, but if you can, do it. <laughs> Rate us. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok. We occasionally post on TikTok, but we post regularly on Instagram. That's true. You can also call us and leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text because yes. between between you and me, I've only gotten spam so far and it's been <laughs> <laughs> it's been really sad. <laughs> Either donate to us or text us. Whichever only- <laughs> whichever you're able to do. The <laughs> only text. <laughs> Here are your options. <laughs> Text us or give us your money. <laughs> you donate $12 and help us become full-time <laughs> podcasters. Press one. Also, Ooh. our voicemail is cute. If nothing else, go call, call and listen. And then while you're yeah. here, leave us a message. I would even <laughs> think it was funny if you just left a message of you breathing deeply. Like, I would think that was hilarious. And she's going to be the one listening to it, probably. It's true. It comes through to my checked. phone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so do it give us a call shoot us a text please tell us your favorite story um about an animal we had a really animal focused podcast today before we started talking about love is blind (laughs) (laughs) tell us your thoughts about love is blind (laughs) hey no you know what i really you know what scrap those two ideas give us a call Tell me what I should name my greyhound. <laughs> you should just name it Greyhound. I- <laughs> name it Grey Duck. <laughs> name it Name it Goose Grey Duck. <laughs> name it Grey Goose. <laughs> I don't know why.
why I thought that was so funny, but it just really <laughs> hit me. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Anyhow, give us your ideas. If there's something you want to hear on the podcast, let us know. Leave us a comment. Send us a DM. Text us. Call us. You have so many ways to get a hold of us. Don't message Kelly on her personal Instagram, though. I, w- I will not check it. <laughs> that is a promise. I- <laughs> All right. Everybody have a good day. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Remember, only hot girls have ADHD. But not all hot girls have ADHD. Thanks for listening to this week's episode, y'all. Remember to check the description for this month's book club pick. Deuces! Bye! Bye. Love Love you. you!